So, this one's hard. This is a hard one. Yeah. Like, when we started prepping to do a show, we said, when we talked yesterday, like, let's get ready to do a show tomorrow, because we took last week off. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about all-star snubs, we'll talk about the starters coming out, we'll talk about the playoff race, we'll talk about LeBron going to third all-time scoring. And we, had, we had a lot to talk about, actually. And I don't want to talk about any of that. We can't. Like, um, so, like the rest of the basketball world, we are also just in utter shock and disbelief that of the tragedy that is Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven others in a helicopter going down, and it's really, really messed with me. Oh, yeah. This is hurt. This is really hurt close to home, I think, for millions of people. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Um, it's really fun. It's it's strange because I feel like Kobe Bryant, although not the household name that Michael Jordan was, or even currently LeBron James, uh, is everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Um. And certainly uh, a stretch where he was, you know, amongst the most popular athletes in the world. He's, still, still, and and he was. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, he I he was the best player of the 2000s. I mean, I'm not here for that right now, but I, I he he was. He was. He dominated that that whole decade. 2000 to 2010, 2009. He just dominated it. Yeah. Even even when he didn't have the team behind him that he needed to have behind oh, him. Oh, he was outstanding. Yeah. For sure. But like, you know, and he's I know a lot of people would say like he's probably the most popular Laker. Oh, yeah. You know, so uh, that's something where it's like crazy, but um it just, it just sucks. Oh yeah, because it's like, um, obviously it's just unbelievably tragic, and you know, like I wanted nothing more than to come on here today and be like, man, like LeBron passed Kobe in scoring, the Lakers thing, the legacy, like, and now it's like, Kobe literally congratulated him the night before he, yeah, like twelve hours prior. Yeah. Yeah. And like apparently there's a report that came out today from Shams that after the game, yeah, LeBron and Kobe were on the phone with each other. Yeah, and the other Lakers yeah. overheard the conversation, he had him on speaker. And it was the last time they heard their voice. Yeah. And I thought back to like um Dwight said something last like Dwight Howard said something last week about uh Laker fans, I want Kobe Bryant to work with me in the dunk contest. Yeah. So let's make this happen. Yeah. And it was kinda like crazy um and you know and like dwight howard literally had that thing where they're talking like asking him about lebron passing kobe and scoring and he's like talking about how and remember this is before anything comes out this is before i mean this is the night before yeah he goes you need to appreciate people while they're alive yeah i know it's almost almost creepy yeah it is um so forgive me if this is hard to talk about because when you and i talked about doing this today i've been dreading it oh yeah um but it's just crazy and i know i've said that a hundred times already in this show but you know you think about like you said like to to many people the most dominant athlete uh, the, uh, basketball player of the 2000s. Yeah. Individually, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, you know, 
obviously I'm not going to go through that whole thing. Um, it's not, the, it's not the time or place, nor is it fair. Um, but you know, I had the conversation yesterday. Um, I thought about the 2000 Lakers a lot because, you know, you're about, you know, you're a little, you're a little older than me, but when I was in elementary school, when that team won that title, I was in the fifth, fourth or fifth grade that year. And, uh, you know, Jordan had just retired in 98. Yeah. The lockout season in 99. Sure. And, you know, you needed a team to kind of grasp onto. And the Spurs weren't a fun, attractive team by any means. No. No one was grabbing onto the Spurs at no. that point. <laughs> no. And so you're like, okay, well, this team has Shaq, so I'm going to watch them. Yeah. And they were, the, they were the fun team to watch. Yeah. And they yeah. had Kobe. And so, like, to me, the 2000 Lakers were gods. You oh, know, yeah. that series in the, you know, and I remember. Phil Jackson. Yeah. You know, and it was, was so like, easy. And, like, John yeah. Sally was on the bench. You remember him from the 96 yeah, Bulls. There, was a lot of, and, there were a lot of connections to those Bulls teams. Yeah. Uh, with that. So it's like, if you were going to hop on a team, you know, that was, it was fun and exciting. Um, and on top of that, in the year 2000, they're just, the Lakers were, on, they were in a league of their own in 2000. Yes. They were in a league of their own. Cause the, the rest of the league was kind of diluted at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Kobe Bryant was just, he was, he was out of his mind. Great. In that, in that era that, right there. Yeah. 2000 was the year when it was like buy some stock. Yeah. Oh, cause you remember, uh, game four of the 2000 finals, Shaq fouls out, and it's a close game, and it's in Indy. Yeah, and Kobe just takes over. Had and to. Just, it was like it was the first. I mean, we've we've seen like the stretches of dominance, uh, but it was the first time that it was like, oh, this guy. Like you knew he had the cojones, you knew he had the confidence, you knew he had the swagger. So I'm not trying to say that was the first time we saw that, but it was the first time when it's like. Okay, it's on me. I got this. And he just took over. And Reggie Miller and Jalen Rose had no answer for him. No. And it was just, you know, the shots he was making and the way he willed the team back to win the game. It's just, that's like legendary shit right there, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's quite the legend. And there's, there's two to three eras of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, there you know, is. There's the, well, you know, there's the, the rookie years where Del Harris was benching his ass, which mm-hmm. was weird. Um, you know, the, 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 the dynasty in the early two thousands. And then there's the dark period where Shaq left and Kobe became the best individual athlete in the world. Um, and, uh, and then of course, you know, the, uh, the kind of, you know, Lakers redemption when they were able to get back get Gasol and trade away for him and, and, you know, put that team together with Trevor Ariza and and even you know Ron Artest at the time. So it's like, yeah, you know, they were able to you know get a few more of those those championships, and he was sort of able to validate. I think it was very important to him that he got that title after because Shaq went down to Miami. He got one. He got one. You know, and there was a lot of beef still at the time, and. uh you know, he was able to validate that and win two more titles and, and get five. And to me, I mean, five championships. It's insane. Five championships is real. I mean, Jordan got six. Yeah. You know, I think Kareem had four or five. He had four or five. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I mean, he was right there. Now, if you ask Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson will probably tell you all day that Kobe Bryant was the greatest Laker of all time. Yeah. And, you know, I sort of agree with that, you know, I mean, in terms of, I mean, 
I think Magic was the greatest point guard of all time and one of the most probably the most important rivalry of all time with Larry Bird. You know, yeah. it 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 was a rivalry that saved the league, but like Kobe Bryant was on a different level and his his grit, his determination, that cutthroat mentality that you just don't see in players all the time. And I feel like the reason why Kobe was always so angry and had that chip on his shoulder. Same same reason Jimmy Butler has it, you know, today, you know, is he wanted everyone to play and work as hard as him every single game. And there were so many people, Shaq included, who didn't do that every night. You know, there was that interview recently where they, they showed them where he was, you know, he's like, I came into practice you know or in training camp totally out of shape because i don't need to be in shape to dunk and kobe said yeah that's what pissed me off and i came in you know after working out the whole summer so you know it makes sense and he was a fanatic and there's not many players these days that are fanatics um and on top of that kobe bryant wasn't buddy buddy with everybody either like that was another thing that i always kind of respected about him he was you know he was very old school um and you know he he wanted to compete against the best athletes and you know obviously he needed he needed Pal Gasol he needed a player to be traded to the Lakers in the late 2000s for him to make the noise he did cuz he didn't have enough help it's true he didn't have enough help yeah and he was able to get that and they were able to win some more titles but he he's the sole reason they won those it's not right. because of Pal Gasol you know it's not Lamar Odom not Ron Artest it is Kobe Bryant yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you know that last that last finals with the Celtics, when they're down three two in the series, and he goes and he like has that crazy game six, and then game seven, you know, it seems like it's the first time he didn't necessarily tr- <coughs> excuse me necessarily trust anybody else to win the game, but Ron Artest hits that three where you can see his face when he's released like the, like a just scared and then it goes in he just has a like sigh of relief yeah and um well, i mean if if your championship depended on ron Artest at the time yeah you would have been making the same face for sure you know um and, and what a redemption for for ron Artest. yeah at no that kidding point too you know so um you know but uh that i don't know how many you know i mean there has there's no one that's ever going to be like kobe bryant no there's no one who's going to you know, I see a lot of players. Like I said, I feel like Jimmy Butler is, you know, of the same uh, mentality as Kobe, but he's not Kobe. He's not. He's not as talented as Kobe Bryant is. Yeah. So he's on a different level. But it's like you know, I'm I'm gonna always. And you know what was really sad is, you know, on Friday night I was watching the Lakers game when they were playing the 76ers, and. Um, they were showing, you know, bits of Kobe. And I said to my, I, I turned over to my wife and I was like, God, I miss that guy. I miss watching him play. He was so fun. And like, whether you cheered or like were with him or against him, like oh, he was like, there were many years I hated Kobe. Same, Bryant. Like same. I hated him. He crushed me all the know? time. And, and, uh, I, and I'll tell you, I was just right before we got on here, I was looking for the game that kind of turned me as a fan. It was in 2006. He was with one of the worst teams that, really he had been with in a long time. It wasn't a good Lakers team, um, but it was uh, it was on April 30th, 2006. And they won by one point. Um, and it was on a, it was on a Kobe shot and his team was, <laughs> this is literally his team. Lamar Odom. Cool. Smush Parker. 
Luke Walton, and Kwame Brown. Those were the starters on this. And they were down the majority of the game. And I remember I was watching it at BW3s with, with Alex. You know, he used to be on the podcast. So we watched it, and we were like, oh, this game's over with. We went home, and he had brought them all the way back and gutted this, gutted their way, you know, to, to win the game. And I was just like, this guy's really something, man. And I think, you know um, – there was something that clicked in my brain about just I, I loved how how much of a fighter he was yeah. and how much he didn't back down and his swagger was just completely off the charts. Yeah, it was. More than more than anyone. And he's so smooth and so well spoken. He was just such a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal person. Genius. You know, genius. Like just a just a great, great uh talent. And uh, you know, to see this all gone now, I mean it's just I mean, it's just a gut punch. Yeah. To anyone who loves the NBA, um, like we do, um, but it's just a, you know, it's just, it's so tragic and so almost bizarre um, that it would happen, especially after the night that LeBron James, you know, passes them. That you know, it's it's just really just fucking surreal. It is, man. So, you know, um. I cover college basketball and one of the teams I cover had a road game yesterday. And I, I was like, I don't want to be around basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, and I was thinking the same thing last night. I was like, this is, I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to do anything. It's like, it, it was like a piece of the game, even though. Even he's, he's been retired he's, four or five been years. Retired five, you know, five years. And it's like, it's like, you know, and and this is the other thing I was, you know, you know, you think about, you know, an NBA player, you know, you know, an NBA player plays a long time, plays into their mid to late 30s. Yeah. You know, which he did. And it's like, I'm 36 right now. If I was in the NBA. My career would be over. Right. You know, at this point. And, you know, it's like he's 41. He still had his whole life ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, basketball was just a small piece of of you know, his life, you know, I mean, it's, it's a huge part of his life. Yeah. It's huge. You know, it's what he's always going to be known for, but it's like, you know, at 41 years old, you got your life in front of you. And, you know, he had a, you know, a family, four daughters, four daughters, a wife, a wife. And, you know, uh, you know, it's a successful business career. The guy won a freaking Academy Award a couple years ago. I know. I mean, he's, he's, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's just, he's really one of a kind. He did that, um, remember he, he started that podcast series, like a children's podcast. Yeah. Like where it was like storytelling yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I mean, his, I think he was the one, I might be wrong, but the Players Tribune would do this series, Letter to my, Letters to My Younger Self. Yeah. I think he was the first of those. Yeah. Like it was just so well written and so yeah. amazing. And then there's the book, The Mob of Mentality that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of years ago, which I really want to pick up, honestly, because um, I've been talking a lot the past few days about something he said to me that just something that not to me, but something that stuck out to me, I meant to say, that he said was um, that, you know, if you let your emotions get the best of your mind, you always lose. Yeah. And that like clicked with me so much because I'm such a, like an emotional person. You know me so well. Yeah. Um, like things can easily get the best of me and I have to like take a deep breath and take a step back and I don't do that enough. Um, so in this situation, I just kind of was like, I heard him say that and it made me like, okay, 
I get that now. So, like, that's something I've worked on so hard this year. Now it's because of something Kobe Bryant said. And I always looked at, you know, how he overcame adversity. And, you know, we go back to that first playoff series against the Jazz. He takes those two air balls. Yeah. And, you know, the whole arena is just coming down on him. You can see that he's distraught and he's bummed. Like, he's just down. Shaq's putting his arm around him. And he's like, you might be air balls now, but pretty soon. And sure enough, like, yeah. You know, um, the MVP year when he was just yeah crazy good. Yeah. I think, you know, as much as I love Steve Nash, he definitely took an MVP from Kobe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. One of those, definitely. Um, But, you know, it's hard because you not only think, like you said, like, it's not just the fact that it's him, his 13-year-old daughter who we literally just a month ago yeah. had that thing going around the internet where it's him the showing meme, her. yeah. Yeah, and, like, we had good laughs about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, like, when he's, and, like, um, you saw all those clips of, um, and you see these clips, too, that, like, the things I really liked that, like, always made me happy about Kobe slipping around the game was, you know, he beat courtside at a Laker game, and in between a timeout, LeBron would go up to him and give him a high five. Or he's at a Dallas Mavericks game. And he's messing si- around with Luca. Yeah, speaking you know. Slovenian, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, Kobe knows my language," <laughs> you know. And um, do you remember? This was like I think the year after you retired. It might have been two years after you retired. Yeah, it was two years after you retired. Um, he was doing the Mamba challenges to players, where he was like, "Do this, do this, do this," and like. I think he told Giannis, he's like, win the MVP. <laughs> no, I, don't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and Giannis won the MVP uh, the next year. Because um, I was thinking a lot, too, about like when we started doing this, you and I, we started it the summer after his last year. Yeah. So I cannot imagine if we had started it the year before and just like covered his last game and came on here and did a show about his last games, just shooting, scoring 60 points. And oh, yeah. Just how cool it was, and I know ESPN's gonna be showing like, it tonight. It's like one of those. It's one of those absolutely just legendary performances. Especially, I mean, it was the only way he knew yeah. how to go out, and it, they weren't going to the playoffs or anything. So this was yeah, it was it. a terrible was, Laker team. It was a terrible Laker team, and uh, who they play the Jazz? Was that yeah, it? they played the, they jazz. Played the jazz. And the Jazz would were just eliminated from the playoffs. Like they were in the hunt till yeah. then. Got eliminated like the last week of the season, yeah. so they were just like, "This is Kobe's last game." And like at times, you can see like I know they like play a little off on defense, yeah. But you can tell that they're like even in the moment playing against him, like this is pretty cool. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they they let him have a couple of those buckets. Oh, for but, sure. But that's that's fine. He I remember was, that he night to put on a show. Yeah, I remember that night so well because it was his last game, and then also the Warriors were going for seventy three that night. Yeah. So it was just like incredible. What a, what a night for basketball! I know. Like, wow. And you know. I don't know if we'll ever have nights like that again in the NBA. I think we'll have great nights, obviously. It's the league. That, the talent's a, that's unreal. A, that's a pretty big night, though. But that is like, yeah. How can yeah. you How can you match that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know, man. And so, you know, it's nice to talk about these things and remember all this stuff. Um, And I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, I've been through tragedy. Yeah. So, like, for me, it hits a little harder. Sure. And, like, just kind of thinking about, like, his family. Yeah. It sucks. It does. It sucks a lot. It does. And he, uh, 
you know, he seemed like he was a, you know, a stand up father. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we also don't want to minimize, you know, the tragedy to the rest of the. No, not at know, all. The rest of the um, passengers on that on that, in that yeah. helicopter that, you know, lost their lives. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's just a horrible, horrible tragedy. And it's one of those ones, you know, where you just you wonder how it happens and why did it happen and and you know things we'll never know but uh you know we lost one of the the greatest nba superstars ever yeah uh, over the weekend and uh i mean it is a uh, it's a true tragedy and i know it's it's shook the entire world for sure man um it took me about an hour yeah like when i saw teams he broke the news i was like this they they better not be fucking wrong here, because if they're wrong, then this is going to be terrible. Even even TMZ usually I don't think would put out something like that. I mean I know they're known for. I'm just not like, saying that by any means, yeah. but like that's a thing that like if you break that, like yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people are complaining now that you know apparently they broke it before his family found out. I heard which that. Is, which you know I don't know if that's true or not. Well, you got to think like they broke it within the hour of the of the helicopter going down. So yeah. like. At one point, could authorities have contacted his family sure. before this? You know, so it's like if that's really the case, sure. And we don't sure. necessarily know that's for sure. You know, we're saying we we should probably put allegedly before we say that. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like, could you imagine like that's how you find out? Like, oh, that's it's so it's, fucking awful. It's it's terrible. The whole thing is is awful. And um, but I will say, you know. Um, I feel like the NBA has done a fantastic job of I honoring him over the last twenty four hours. Yeah. Um, and uh, canceling the game on Tuesday between the uh, Clippers and the Lakers because, uh, you know, we saw video of, of LeBron getting off a plane and, you know, visibly just being completely broken. Yeah. Um, Quinn Cook. Went to um, the thing. Went to the, the mural. The mural. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, last night uh, with, the, with the players actually – yesterday afternoon the players actually playing in the games and seeing Tyson Chandler and Bradley Beal and – all these guys and some of them played with Kobe. Some of them didn't, some of them, you know, looked up to Kobe. Um, you know, even if you, you loved or hated him, um, it's absolutely tragic. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Well, you know, it, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, I know there's not a lot to say, but it's still like, I still want to talk about it. Just kind of talk about some like, good fun Kobe memories and like the stories and like just the crazy ass competitiveness because it's like, like you said, like we'll never have that again. We'll have crazy competitors, but I don't think we'll ever have a Kobe competitor ever again, man. No, no, we like, won't. No, we won't. One thing I will say, I, I know, especially over this next week, I think we're going to get probably some, some really good classic Kobe tales from players that we've never heard before yeah um, lou williams had one today on twitter that was really funny did you see that no what, what was it it was about like it was when they were playing on the lakers together and i guess they were somewhere they were playing on the road somewhere and they got smoked yeah and kobe walked into the locker room because this is when the lakers were awful yeah and every player on the team that wore kobe's he took them from them <laughs> <laughs> like there's that infamous story about like Kendall Gill talking shit to Michael Jordan. He's like, yeah, but you're wearing my shoes. Yeah. That tops that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, it does. I'll be taking those. Yeah. And you won't be able to wear those until I you just, play better. I, I loved the story that Roy Hibbard told a couple years ago on a podcast about being on that, that lake, that 
you know, last Kobe season in, you know, in, in, in the Lakers and they were on the team plane waiting for him and they waited and they waited and they waited and they're literally about to take off and Kobe finally arrives. This car pulls up and he walks as slow as possible from his car <laughs> to the team plane and he gets on and the players are all a little bit peeved off at this point and he's like <laughs> something along the line of, of you motherfuckers can't go anywhere without me. <laughs> like this plane ain't leaving without me, you know, you know, and kind of insinuating that it would have left for literally any of the other ones, but not Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, like that was, but that's who he was. He was larger than life, man. For sure. He was larger than life. And you know, all those players on that last ride with them that last season were probably just like, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you know? So it's, it's Julius Randall. Julius, yeah. It's like, he, I mean, what a what a weird time to you know be on a team during a, a you know a victory lap of someone's career. Well, do you remember in the last game, like he goes and he like hugs Russell at when the buzzer rings. He's hugging Russell and Randall. Yeah, like he has them in his arms. Yeah. He's like talking to them and like just a cool like big brotherish moment. But yeah, you know that's such a funny point. That's such a good point of like, what would you think if you're a 19 year old kid? You get drafted to the Lakers, and you're like, "Oh, I'm playing with Kobe." Yeah, like, I mean, it's, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, very but cool. Pro- probably very hard at the same time. Yeah, you're like, so, "Well, better bring it to practice exactly. every day." Got to bring it every single game. But um, and everyone, yeah. of course, we always hear the fun, the, the crazy like practice stories about like I think it was Byron Scott talked about. I I probably have it wrong who it was, but he like tried to beat Kobe to the gym every day and never could. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'd get there at three a.m. and he'd be like there in a full sweat. <laughs> um, Dwayne Wade talked about the All Star game when he broke his nose when he broke Kobe's nose, and he was oh, like, I'm proud about that." He was like, "I felt so bad." He's like, "So like after the game, I called Kobe and I was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. It wasn't intentional.'" And he's like, "I fucking loved it." <laughs> you know? So. It's complete psychopath. That yeah, guy. he was for sure, man. But it was just like, you could tell that how much it meant to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I think, I feel like Kobe really respected anyone who, who played competitively against him. Yeah, I agree. When he did those, um, those ESPN watch along things with Spike Lee or whatever. I the detail, the detail. Yeah. And they were watching, they were rewatching a game with the Spurs where Bruce Bowen was guarding him. And he goes, you know, he goes, a lot of people don't like Bruce Bowen. He goes, he's, you know, he'll scratch you. You know, he gets right up in your face. He's going to try to steal the ball. Like, he's he's like, a lot of people don't like him. But he goes, I, I really respect him. <laughs> you know, he's like, I really like Bruce, you know. And, you know, I mean, it's like Kobe was <laughs> miles better than Bruce Bowen. But Bruce Bowen tried to 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 guard Kobe Bryant every time, you know, and, and did whatever he could. But, you know, no one can stop Kobe. Yeah. So, but, you know, he really did respect players that really went at him. Um you know, back and forth. And, and I think that's really why, you know, uh, you know, Ron Artest eventually ended up going to the Lakers. Cause just that year prior when he was playing in Houston was the fight. Yeah. Yeah. They got in a fight and like Ron Artest was like, dude, you better look who you're talking to here. Like, like he was like all up in his face and Kobe's like, you better be looking who you're talking to. And then, like the next year they're like, well, maybe we could, you know, you know, and but they both respected each other enough to, you know, this could work. There's a, it's so funny you say that. Um, I just watched a documentary on Showtime that Ron Artest did about his life. Yeah. It talked about when he signed with the Lakers. And it mentioned the argument the year before, like, when they, like, they literally, like, threw hands, basically. Yeah. Um, 
and Kobe going to him when he came, when he was going to the team and he said, "You're replacing my best friend." Because Trevor Reese and Kobe were so tight, and he's yeah. like, "You better bring it." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was like just typical like Kobe Bryant, and um, you know, I think the other cool thing has been the players that have been kind of open about not wanting to play. Yeah. So Kyrie yesterday. You know, it's a, it's a Nets Knicks game at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and, and he Kyrie finds... shared a very close relationship yeah. with Kobe Bryant, and uh, you know, I mean, it, I I don't blame him. Yeah, and I he I wouldn't have done the game either. Yeah, and know. he just I guess he got to the arena, he found out, and he left. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't. James I don't... Harden, I guess, is sitting out tonight. He's not playing. Yeah, obviously, yeah. we know, like you said earlier, the Lakers and the Clippers decided to postpone really, the game. They really, all in all honesty, probably should have canceled all the, whole, the entire slate. I know. Uh, the logistics of rebooking a lot of these games is a complete nightmare. Um, you know, so, you know, it's one night. I don't think, you know, one of these games is going to seriously break the league if someone, you know, right. doesn't win or anything. But, um, you know, it's it's tough. I'm glad they specifically gave L.A. off. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, and also it's it's nice. You know, he's going to be obviously in the Hall of Fame this year. Yep. Um, he's this gonna, class is going to be insane, too. Yeah. And, I mean, just the, the fact that we're not going to be able to listen to his speech is... Sucks. It's pretty awful, because we know he would have brought it. You yeah. Know? So, um, you know, it. but, uh, you know, should, you know, needs to happen, obviously. He's one of the all-time greats, so... Yeah, for sure. I think we can go ahead, man. I think... We'll have, wrap it. We've we'll been about 15 it. minutes. I don't think there's really much more. Yeah. Um... Next week we'll be back. I'll say this, not to get preachy. Sure. But any means, but in days like yesterday, like I think you should always know that like you should always tell your people you love them. Absolutely. And I think Jay Williams' speech on ESPN was kind of perfect. Oh, yeah. About like. Kind of nailed it. Yeah, just yeah. let that shit go and yeah. stuff like that. So um, I hope you all take that, take something from that and. I hope you guys all become crazy competitors in this world that will take people's shoes from them when they don't play good basketball. <laughs> yes. And uh, to the great Kobe Bryant, thank you for everything you did for the game. You are definitely missed. And thanks, and uh, everyone have a good night. Thank you so much.